played into the middle. Stringer intercepts, down low, Spencer scores! In his first game back from injury, Ty Spencer goes top corner, Spenny strikes. Sues the left, down low. Left corner, Svozel centered in front, Sues the left, shoots, scores! Alexander Sustelev, wow! His 28th of the season from an impossible angle goes top corner. Well, an impossible angle is right, Dante, times two because Stanislav Svozel, he passed that puck almost along the goal line and Sustelev somehow finds the back of the net. Now right side in front to Bedard, down low, Vallis, backhander scores! Gloria Vallis right on the doorstep. Tanner Howe won the battle. Found Connor Bedard and found Borja Vallis, and it's a little tic-tac-toe play from the top line. Welcome to PatsCast, the unofficial Regina Pats podcast, with your hosts Chris Clark and Kevin Shaw. This is our episode 129. It's February 12th. One game this past week. Good old Moose Jaw in town. Sure nice to be back in the rink, though, wasn't it, Kevin? Oh, it was great. Nice, nice pretty much sold out crowd. Well, I said sold out, but there was a few empty seats, but it was, it was nice to have, uh, yeah, it's, it's a normal, a normal sellout for Regina. It was, it was nice. The crowd was pretty lively at times. It wasn't like a normal sellout crowd where the crowd's always into it. It was, it was kind of a, a different kind of crowd, but it's nice to see a lot of people on the seats. Definitely. And I mean, I think we're going to be seeing sell crowds the rest of the year, home and away. Um, and there was a, media availability during the week after practice and and they asked Bedard and Vallis about you know about the the crowds on the road on that road trip and stuff and and I don't know if the questionnaire was watching the games or not but he said you know how was the the animosity at the games and and stuff and you know I think those crowds are kind of pro pats and and obviously I don't I don't know if they were pro pats at this as much as pro Bedard. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, when Sim made that save in Calgary, the shootout winning save, there was a lot of cheering. So I that's, think that crowd that's, was... That's true, yeah. That crowd yeah. was kind of pro-Pats. And so I think... <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think it was animosity. <laughs> maybe maybe the Red Deer... I mean, they're still cheering for in the Red Deer, but it's it's pretty pro-Pats, pro-Bedard, which, is, which isn't a bad thing. Like, I mean people are there to see them and, and cheer on the path so that, that's not bad especially when you're on the road right oh for sure especially the, the way the year was the way the year has been the paths are only a couple games over 500 it's not like they're like a winnipeg where they're like 40 wins or whatever on the season to yeah. see crowds like that it's un- unbelievable like and i'm sure that crazy crazy boost, especially on the road you see all these fans cheering for you on the road like how can you not feel good about that it's uh, yeah, i i couldn't imagine it to have road crowds like that, especially in like Calgary, Red Deer, Lethbridge, like they, I know that's last week already, but <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, so you got Moose Jaw coming in rivalry, and we were talking the other day. There's been some losses. Calgary's still losing. Um, so if current lost in PA on Friday night, wasn't it, or even Saturday? Night. But it's like okay, Moose Jaw, they're they're. They're doing well, you know. Pats have battled with them all season, but they they need to win this game. They obviously need to win every game, but I mean, this is kind of a key game here. Rival, other teams around you are losing. It's it's a good opportunity to jump up the standings, and uh, and unfortunately, 
prior to the game, Musha or I guess the WHL released that uh, four players were suspended from the game, and and it was kind of weird because I seen Wednesday that they were s- short, like four players on Wednesday. They were, they were really really short on Wednesday. It was it was weird. Yeah, they only listed one goalie, and it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. But didn't think much of it, and then all of a sudden we're sitting right before the game starts, and all of a sudden four players suspended, and and obviously something's going on there, and we're not going to speculate that at all. That's that's up to the league to discuss. But I mean, you come in and you're starting goaltenders out, and uh, and one of your better D men are yeah, out. Yeah, one of their their shutdown guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So so there's another point. Like, it's like okay, you know these players are out it's another reason that the pats have to capitalize on this kind of opportunity here got to take advantage of that yeah exactly and uh i think we've seen it before this week layoff it's been tough on the pats they've come in and and struggled in some these first games after this week layoff and you could see that first period was was not good it was it was just sloppy like it it, it wasn't crisp passes they weren't on the stick i mean it was tough um uh, you you give up a penalty shot. I mean, I think that's the right call. It's a good slot oh, yeah. right on the hand. Yeah, for sure. And Jaeger scores. I mean, like he's gonna score. Like he's he's solid. And you got Rysavi. He comes down the wing and he he makes a a really nice shot. Far it was basically posted in off the far post. And you're thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we you know, go. Again. <laughs> it was it was later in the first period, but it's it's two nothing, right? But uh, good old Connor Bedard comes back and responds with a Connor Bedard goal the Bedard show (laughs) yeah with the Bedard shot right like so that's interesting and then then he gets into it at the end of the period and takes a four minute minor uh double minor or two I guess two penalties it was right he gets he got uh slashing and unsportsman like you know I went back and watched that there wasn't (laughs) there wasn't really a slash I didn't really see much of a slash not really. He kind of hooked the guy's legs or whatever. Yeah, he, and then he, actually, he, he, Musha, got, he got into it. <laughs> yeah, and then the Musha guy gave it right back to him. So yeah, I mean, he even admitted after the game, he's like, if one of the other team did that, our team would have been all over him. Like I did hit him after the whistle, and but it was kind of surprising. He said that he got four minutes, but um, there was confusion when they came back from that intermission. Oh, the stringer, man, the stringer was, was in the box, and he wasn't in the box, and he was in the box, and. <laughs> There was I don't think the, of... the officials didn't really seem to know for sure what was going on. They were talking to, they talking to the off-ice officials, and they were talking to the linesmen, trying to figure out who's going where. And then I think they figured it out. Yeah, it was weird because there was a penalty for the Pats on the board, but there was only Bedard in the box. There was two Moose Jaw guys in the box. It's like, how's that working? <laughs> and yeah, it was weird. But I mean, they got to figure it out, whatever. And and then yeah, obviously Moose Jaw capitalizes on that and. The special teams for Regina has not been good against Moose Jaw. Their power play had really struggled, and the penalty kill also had really struggled against Moose Jaw. So it was, it was kind of like, ooh, this, you know, that's another kind of thing against the Pats in this in this matchup. But in the end, the special teams worked out okay. Both teams were one for two on the power play. There wasn't any other than that kind of melee. There wasn't much for penalties. Like it was just the odd one here and there, and. uh and yeah, so it was it, like I mean, it was a good game. It was clean. It wasn't anything crazy going and the on. Score, on the, the score was right for Pats fans. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like a an no. all out like Moose Jaw Regina battle. Like no, they, was, they, Moose Jaw seemed to be lacking. Well, they were they were lacking players, but they also seemed to be lacking the, their their spark. I don't know. Like they usually have like a, a spark. Yeah, 
and it seemed like it was missing. I don't know if it was the, the whole what's going on, but yeah, I mean that might have um, obviously you hear that four of your teammates are out, or, and then maybe that takes a little bit of wind out of your sails. You're starting goaltender that's been quite solid this year, so who knows? But so Musha, you know they capitalize on that early power play in the second, but then Ty Spencer first game back, he's missed 19 games. He gets back and uh, Stringer grabs a loose puck in the slot. And I don't know if he got the pass off or the D-man knocked it off his stick, but it jumped right on Spencer's it, stick and he made no mistake. It, it got to Spencer and he scored. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. Nice to see him score. Yeah. Get, and guy, then, get back in the lineup and you know, get 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 on the board right away. That, Need that. Need that. Yeah, definitely. And and John talked about that. I will put in a little bit of his interview in, uh, you know, you know, it just he lengthens the lineup, right? You just bump a guy down, and he he he's got like we said last last week that he's got that offensive instinct, you know, that offensive threat. He can he can put the puck in the net here and there, and that's what the Pats need some more secondary scoring, right? Oh, for sure. And he looks like he's gonna well one game so far, but hopefully he can bring a little more offense, a little more to help round out the the top three lines kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, and. One game down, so far so good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Suzlev with a wow, what a goal! Like uh, he, he, it was like off in the goal line. But first of all, the pass from Svozil, like he he went cross ice like on the goal line to Suzlev, and then Suzlev <laughs> scores from the goal line. Like, it it's unfortunate. Wild. It's unfortunate that they cut the replay to the the back of the net, so you or the the live shot, so you couldn't see the actual shot. It was yeah. it, such a nice shot. Unbelievable. It was such a great pass, such a nice shot. It was awesome. And then uh, Zane Rowan, uh, Jackson Vaughn makes a nice play. Find Zane Rowan kind of in the slot, and he, he just hammers one home. He scored three goals in a row there, fairly quick within about five minutes. Musha comes back later in the second, but then Vallis scores one right after that to end the second period. You score four goals in that second period. Like, that's huge. Oh yeah, that was uh, un- yeah. That second period was was a really good period for the Pats. Yeah, so, they kind of responded from that kind of sloppy first period. Yeah, they they started to to stretch their stuff a little bit, I would say, and oh, yeah. top to the bottom, like each line, I think scored a goal basically in that 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 period. So yeah, I would say or we're, we're pretty close to each line. So that's yeah. that's a, it's it's good. Good to see the talk about the depth. Lack of depth or whatever. There's the depth right there. Rowan. No, that is Spencer true. now got, back. Yeah. You got Bedard. You got Spencer line scores a goal. Suzilev, Whitehead line scores a goal. And Rowan and Vaughn, they score a goal. So yeah, that, that's every line scores a goal in that period. That's a, that's a good little point there. So and then the third period, you know, they score three three fifty six in Bedard with uh with another just rocket in the <laughs> slot. I don't think the goalie even seen it. Like he no. kind of got screened. And yeah, oof. if he did, it was too late. <laughs> yeah, too late. Exactly. Probably seen it coming out of the net. Yeah. And then you know, then you know, John really praised Connor on the third goal, whether or not he actually scored it. But uh, going to the net, he said that's how you win games in the playoffs. You know, you win an overtime playoff game, you crash the net, you go to the net, you throw the puck on the net, things happen, and that's you know he he. He really liked that goal. Like you don't see Bedard crashing the net too often. He has, like you seen him score that one with Canada. He went to the net and and made a nice play. But 
for him to actually crash crash the net. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah, he so, took uh, Denton Matejchuk kind of into the net. Uh, a guy who was uh, minus six on the night. Tough, tough, tough game for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then how gets one late on the power play and. And Paddock mentioned that, you know, the power play has been struggling lately. So, I mean, it is a 7-4 game at that point. But he decided to put out PP1. And he's like, yeah, they got a goal. So I'm happy with that. Um, Maybe a little salt in the wound, too. Just just rub it in the <laughs> jaw there. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it, it is true that the power play had been struggling. I think what you said, over 13, the last 13. Yeah, something like that, yeah, over the yeah. last 13. But yeah, so, it was nice to get the, the the power play goal. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, all in all, it was a good night. Um, maybe the the bad thing about the night would took us an hour to get out of the parking lot. Like, well, another another kind of not really bad thing is the Pats kind of left Sima <laughs> kind of hung out to dry a lot in that game. I know. Like I've seen, I've seen stuff online like the Pats got to get better goaltending, but it's not on. It's, it's not this a sim. Is, I think his save percentage, you know, it's it's under nine hundred goals against. But when you're when you're four. when you allow four goals on like forty shots or more a game, it's that's around nine hundred. Like it you is. can't really yeah. if, when, no, when, you're, when your goalie is like totally hung out to dry half the time. <laughs> it, he, he's still he's makes some pretty good saves, big saves, important saves. And yeah. No, definitely. I don't know if the if the Pats were able to shore up their defensive zone coverage maybe a little bit better and things might even get better for them. Like I don't know. But when you're outshot forty three twenty seven and you win eight to four, that's (laughs) yeah. Like you had what what they had they had twenty seven shots on net. He scored eight. Like that's that's not going to happen very often in this league. They scored scored three on five shots in the third period, which is (laughs) yeah. That that that's a it's a yeah, gut like, punch. <laughs> we we were watching the game and you seen guys get behind the D man like in front of the crease. Like, how do you let a guy get behind you like that? You can't. You got to be it, it, as a D man. You got to be the last guy. It happens a lot, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's happened right from well last year, and it's yeah. it's carried over to this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's just, it's not as prevalent. It just happens every once in a while now, but it's it's still it's still not. It's good. it's costly in most cases, yeah. which. I mean, Musha would have had a two on zero early in the first period too, but they put themselves offside. Like, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that could have been an, an another goal. I don't remember what when that happened. But I mean, that could have been the first goal or or maybe the second goal or something. But the the ad if they had a third one there, three nothing start. Like that's getting really behind the eight ball. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but yeah, I've seen some. You know, not not they're not harping on sim, but yeah, you know. People are pointing out his stats, but I mean, he's been hung out dry. Like I said, like he's he's made you know, like you think about that Calgary game going back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he held them in for two periods. Like he got shelled, and then are you sure he let in a couple goals in the third? But I mean, he, if he didn't make those saves in the first and second game period, the game would have been over. Oh, before the third period. Week off, a little bit of a slow start again, but the team responded. What did you think of the game overall? Well, I think it was a slow start. I think uh, some of it was definitely rustiness when you see pucks bounce off guys' sticks on you know passes that were just regular plays. I thought a little bit of it was self-induced with uh, bad decisions in some situations, but we did you know we got better in the game as the game went on uh, for sure, and uh, you know, we 
got some big goals. You know, just having Ty Spencer back for you know, his first game, it, it lengthens our lineup. Like we have opportunities to score when most of our lines are on the ice now, not depending on one line or one guy, and he's still got three. But like just having different options offensively um, just deepens our team. It was good to get the power play goal. Uh, even though we were up, we, I put the guys out there because our power play has not been very good lately. He hasn't scored since the Red Deer game. And, uh, but that's, you know, that's just what you just said is sort of what our, you know, our team is like both tie back and strings back, you know, not too long ago from the second injury. Uh, we'll get Riley Janelle, I hope, in a week's time. And uh, our lineup is just deeper and has more potential to score at any time. But I thought we we came back. We showed our offense. Uh, Drew made a couple of saves. But you know, to go back uh, for me as a coach, and you can overanalyze things and stuff. But we didn't play like we did in Lethbridge. Like Lethbridge was one of our, our better games of the year. Like you know, winning game three two on the road against a team that's how they play. Like they want to win three two. They don't have the depth of scoring, and so. You know, we beat them at their game and their rink, and we have to be ready or make the decisions to play like that when the situation arises. And, you know, we didn't tonight all the time, and, you know, when we managed to win. But. How easy is it, not easy as a coach, you know, you have Connor Godard out there who can also score the goals, but maybe lift your team a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, you know, he can score, you know, his goal well. Third goal is the goal. His third goal was the one I liked the best because that's driving the net. That's center ice drive that we things talk about. And, and Valley got the puck there, and you know he's laying on the ice. I don't even saw it when he directed him to stick. But that's the kind of goals that you know come playoff time that you see win the game in overtime. You know those simple hard plays. The other two goals he scored are you know. There might be Jaeger and two or three other guys in the league that can score those goals from there. That's so that is a luxury to have. When we're playing in front of a full house. Yeah, it gets the team jazzed up for sure. Do you talk playoffs with the guys now? Can you look can you show them this where you are here chasing and who's playing uh, and stuff like that? Not quite like that, but we did uh, nine, ten games ago now. Actually I wasn't here that day Ken and Brad you know, talk to the leadership group and maybe a couple others and just broke it down, like, who we're going to play. And, you know, they came back with something pretty good about, you know, 500 with some of the teams better than us in the standings and 750 with some others. And it's basically to win something like, you know, five or six games every nine or ten. We did it when there was about 30 games left. So that's the, that's the focus. Uh, not necessarily, you know, who we got to pass or beat or, when that game comes up, you know you have to beat somebody, or you know it's a four-point game. So, but yeah, yeah, we've in a way we've talked about that and, and tried to set some goals. Are you happy with an eight-goal game, eight-four? Does this score makes you? Uh, I don't think it was a masterpiece game. Like I, I think that you know we gave them, we basically had a two-man breakaway in the first period. They went offside. Uh, no, there's some things that are self-inflicted with the puck that we need to clean up. I was just going to bring that up. You know, you mentioned the Lethbridge game. It, it seemed like almost Lethbridge was the underdog in that game. They were just playing to try to win. And then you play this, you know, kind of run and gun game. Do you kind of like the fact that the team can win both kind of styles or play both kind of styles of the game? 
Yeah, I mean, we can win those kind of games, you know, for sure. And I think we'll have that potential even more with, you know, I keep saying it, I don't mean it as an excuse, but we, you know, we still haven't, but we're closer to having all our forwards in the lineup at once this year. And uh, maybe next weekend or whenever Riley's back. So, you know, we can win that type of game. The other part, the other kind of game is, isn't really, it's to do with ability. But it's to do with decision making and those kind of things, the time on the clock, how long you've been on the ice, what the score is. And that's still a work in progress for us. 19 games missed, come back, goal, how does it feel? Good. It was a, it was a long time. It's definitely a grind. So on uh, having successes, it's pretty nice. You know, you're not always 100% when you come back. How does how does it feel getting back into game actual game speed? Uh, yeah, it definitely took a couple shifts. That's for sure. Kind of getting getting the groove back and uh, getting the feet going. But once it kind of unraveled, it uh, got a lot better. How hard was it to sit out that long? It was hard. It's hard. I don't like it's it's mentally, it's physically, it, it pays a toll on you. So it's uh, it's nice being back. What do you do during those 19 days? Rehab? Come down here, rehab, rehab? Well, yeah, pretty much for the last two months, it's been coming to the rink early, doing rehab, and then for the last uh, about three weeks, I was getting on the ice, so it was just constant bag skates. Uh, yeah, I had a high ankle sprain. Yeah, they're, they're about an eight to 12 week injury, so uh, I was pretty lucky. I think it was just just over eight weeks I was out for, so. John mentioned you helped lengthen the bench to coming back. Do you ever feel you want to push to get back with your teammates faster? Than, is it hard to be patient to make sure you're healed? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's a little frustrating. I know with injuries though, you gotta be careful, but sometimes the mind's just like, yeah, put me out there, you know, I feel fine, but at the end of the day, you gotta, you got to do your role, and uh, I'll do what the coach wants me to do. What does it feel? I know you probably get asked this a lot. You're with a generational player. You're on the sideline watching him. Would you like to come back on the ice with him and see him pick up a play? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty special. I think we, we've seen a lot of those, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's unbelievable, whether it's in the dressing room or on the ice. You know, such a good guy, so talented. Um, it's pretty cool being around him. John talked about this. I mean, you look at the score, eight four, not really the way maybe the coaches wanted you to play that game. Yet you're able to win. How would you describe kind of in terms of maybe a scale of a one to ten? How would you describe this win? Um, I'd say it's pretty important. I'd say it's up in that eight nine. You know, especially with the the record we have here, any wins a win. Uh, it's huge for us, especially with the playoffs coming up. But uh, you know, seeing success from all the guys, and uh, it's a it's a path in the right direction. Uh, what does this win mean for you guys as a team? Yeah, it's big. I mean, these guys are uh, you know obviously one of the best teams in, in our conference. I think they're in the in the four spot. So um, you know, for us to get that, and I think that would put us you know with a tie with with Calgary right now. So um, you know, these these points are huge. You know, eighteen games left and. And every, every game so big, and, and obviously that's a big win for not only for standings, but for confidence. You had a week off, which is, which is usually a good thing, but it looked like you were a little slow to get going in the first period. That took a little while to shake the rest off? Or did you have rest? I don't know. 
Uh, maybe maybe a little. I think when uh, you know you're not playing as much, it's. I think that's usually how it is. You uh, you know you feel feel better maybe, or just your time is a little off at, at first. And uh, you know for us, I didn't didn't think we were terrible. We just you know, weren't attacking them enough. And and in the second and third, I thought you know we really pressured them hard and uh, you know made it tougher than make plays. John mentioned he liked your third goal because it was crashing the net and driving us. Like, is it, you, you you have all the picture perfect goals. Is that a good grinding type goal you like to show in your repertoire? For sure, I think uh, you know you want to you want to get those uh, you know ugly ones, and um, you know I think obviously Val made a good play, and I don't know if, if it hit me or not, but yeah, no, you know uh, um, you know it went in, and um, you know for us to, to get goals like that is huge. We had a lot of goals, you know, off the forecheck, and you know just off hard work that you know obviously a lot of you know nice goals, but you know those are those are good to get for sure, you know for you know, whoever. You may not played any games this week, but you've been busy as a team off the ice. You know a few events out in the out in the public and stuff. What does that mean to you guys as a team? All the fans come out and, and then you go and go play with the outdoor hockey league and give them kind of a surprise. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's what it's all about. I mean, you know when you know you're sold out every night, you want to you know give back and um, you know I think for us we're you know we, we love obviously the city we play in and um, you know I think only two guys are from here and you know we've we've all came and, and feel so welcome and, and embraced by by the city and um, you know obviously to give back is exciting and you know I think that outdoor hockey league thing was, was really cool it was kind of a first experience for me to kind of do do something like that almost to kind of surprise them and you know I thought that was really fun and um, you know I think if our fans kind of feel like you know we appreciate them and and uh, you know we're, we're playing for them in, in, in some ways then uh, you know I think it makes them obviously like us more and, and want to come more for sure. Have you been on outdoor ice a lot in your life? I don't think Vancouver probably I'm from Vancouver yeah so not not too much but a little bit like in, in Whistler or uh, you know kind of around Vancouver and you know one year it got cold enough but uh, you know not too much compared to you know a lot of people kind of tell the stories of being on the ODR all day but uh, you know not as much in Vancouver obviously. What else you got for that game? Well, we could go back and talk about the the parking situation or the trying to get out of the parking lot situation. Yeah, it was we literally <laughs> walked out the door, the door closes behind us and we're like, "Oh, look at the lineup and look at nobody's moving at all. Nobody moved for I bet you 20 minutes while we watched fireworks, which was yeah, okay, cool. Then we sat in the car for half an hour. And then it took us another like half an hour to get out of the parking lot. And like I was mentioning to you before we started recording, I don't think the guy directing traffic was actually one of the uh, the real people. <laughs> it was it some was, guy directing yeah. traffic and yelling at people to move. So yeah. it, it was interesting. It was, it was wild. And I mean, how do you not have more, um, what's the word, like just, just more people out there? Because you know it's going to be a huge, huge crowd people there and then you got one exit blocked off like yeah that one whole piece was blocked off so why wouldn't you open up the (laughs) east exit and let people go both ways once the fireworks are done like just coordinate off or have somebody there to navigate foot traffic okay stop everybody stop driving let these people cross and then just keep the the flow going but i mean it was just atrocious but i mean it's it's nothing surprising from that facility slash group like it's well would they would they have would they have so much stuff in that parking lot and that area yeah. going on at once, but hey, whatever. It is what yeah. it is. It was at least it was a nice night. Yeah, it was it wasn't forty five below. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, if it was, that would have been gong show. But but I mean it's not surprising from them. Back, back to Drew Sim for a sec. He's he's faced forty shots or more in ten games this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, that's 
quarter of his games basically. So yeah, I was gonna say how many games total. Yeah, so he's he's been a workhorse, right? He's and to have a nine, almost nine hundred save percentage. That's that's not bad, right? Well, and like his goals against average this year was this three thirty eight. Last year it was four <laughs> four thirty three. So it's he's it's a whole goal better, a full goal difference. Yeah, and what almost was the same uh, percentage last year, eight fifty nine. So okay, so up sixty, almost sixty points, about forty points. So okay. yeah, he's he's a, he's improved a ton, and like like I said, he, we he's hung out to dry a lot. He does what he can, what he can, and he's he's made yeah. some he's made some unbelievable saves. He has been. I mean, he's like so, so, Oh, he's under save wise, yeah, like spectacular saves wise. You know, but, he doesn't get any love in the three stars. Uh, I mean, when he scored <laughs> goals, it's tough to give the goalie a star. But I mean, yeah, he deserves. He he's he uh, made thirty nine saves, man. I know that's true, right? But everybody just sees goals, points, you know, assist points, all that, and it's including just, including fourteen in the third. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not like they twenty seven third, twenty six in the last two periods. Yeah. So exactly, like forty three shots, twenty seven. And, yeah. and you won with 27 shots on goal, 8-4. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's an odd kind of <laughs> correlation, right? You don't see that happen too often. Definitely not, no. But, I mean, that, that can be a factor with Moostra having their backup in, right? That that That's tough. Um, yeah, for sure. And then, oh, actually, thinking about it, their, I guess their backup, the third-string goalie on the bench, gets hit 18 <laughs> seconds into the period. Oh, it was it was that early. I knew it was yeah. right at the beginning of the game. He got he got cranked in the head with a puck. It's like, oh yeah. no, oh, man! And he was gone for the whole period. I think. Yeah, he missed the rest of the first period. Yeah, I know. I had one person text me and another person sitting beside us. Like, do they have a backup goalie? Yeah, he was there for eighteen <laughs> seconds. I didn't couldn't remember how early it was. That yeah, I knew out, it was. But... I knew it was early, but I didn't. I I didn't recall I what time, it but it was it was early. And so I was like, it's got to be in the first shift. And then when I went back and was watching some stuff. I'm like, ooh, 18 seconds in, yeah. And then he came back wearing a hat, too. So <laughs> yeah, he was wearing a hat. Probably, probably to cover probably up a cut. stitch or two. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so then Pine, Pine got hit later on in the game, but he didn't get hit as bad. No, I think it bounced <laughs> off the glass, and he kind of just fell on him. Oh, like, okay. He was ready for it. It, it didn't okay. actually directly hit him, but yeah. That's true. I but see, it did, yeah. did kind of hit him, sort of. Yeah. Not the same, though. <laughs> no, definitely not. And so kind of... The word yeah. masks or something on the, on the bench. Yeah, maybe they might have to look into... I know lots of other levels, the goalie's got to wear some sort of... Uh, head protection depending on what level you play but yeah so so i mean moostra it's a win other teams around you lost so that puts the pats in sixth technically um they're tied with calgary with 53 points the pats have played 50 games two less than calgary but they do but have th- two more wins and, and i think the pats have the tiebreaker most likely yeah i think so because they have the, the better record or a better against, record against yeah, each other. So Yeah. So, you know, they're nine points behind Lethbridge. A couple games in hand with them there. They do have Lethbridge coming up here. Um, but you know, the Pats are what what is it in the last ten? Still six three and one in the last ten. But, still I mean, pretty good numbers. It's yeah, not terrible. No. Um Calgary's obviously, like I said, they've dropped off their one six two and one in the last ten. That's they've They've really tanked here. I saw someone say they won one of their last fourteen games or something oh. like that. I saw that on Twitter somewhere. Jeez. Like, and then we've talked about Medicine Hat. They're seven one and two. I mean, they're, they're one. They're point. they're flying. 
They are. They're one point behind Regina, and obviously they've taken two off Regina here just recently. So that, that that's two huge wins for them. Obviously, every win is huge for them. And then Swift Current, they've, they've dropped down to ninth now with 51 points. Uh, but they've got three games in hand with Medicine Hat and Calgary ahead of them. Uh, they're 4-5-1 and one in their last 10, so they've they've dropped off a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tight. And then you got to remember Brandon. They're they're right there too. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon's right there behind Swift Current at forty nine points. They're only four points behind the Pats too. So yeah, and it's a tight. Let's play tight Brandon division. quite a bit here coming up. Yeah, what that's a tight a tight division. There's like what five teams battling for two spots, three spots, six teams. Well, PA three. you can't really count PA out either. They're they're forty three. Yeah, they're they're playing five hundred hockey. You never know. They could they could play good spoiler. Yeah, they're nine behind Madison Hat, so they're they're still in it, right? They're still mathematically in it. Yeah. So that's six six teams for three spots. Like, you know, you look at the West, and it's just like, uh, yeah, pretty much everybody gets in. Like, <laughs> all these teams would be in in the West forty three. Pretty much, yeah. Everybody yeah. except PA Edmonton. would be in eighth. <laughs> yeah. At, at, even though they're 11th in the East, yeah. they'd be 8th in the West. So a little unfortunate there, but that's the way it goes, right? Yeah, that's the way it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, looking ahead. Uh, well, actually, one more thing about what, that game. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to John Paddock. I'll pick up his right. 200th win as a Pats head coach. It's a pretty good accomplishment. He's fourth all time now, so that's very, very cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he's pretty close to third isn't he not yeah he's only a couple wins i think two or three wins away so and most second? likely he'll he'll end up in second place by the well he's gonna end up in second place by the end of the year he will he'll catch be second yeah he's second place i guess 206 if i if i remember correctly so okay and actually there was one other thing with the standings we put out a poll where are the pats gonna finish uh fifth or sixth seventh eighth or out of the playoffs and the majority was seventh at thirty four percent, and then fifth or sixth, and out of the playoffs pools brought in twenty nine percent of the vote. So, I, th- you know, if they keep playing decent hockey, I think they're in for sure. So that's what sixty three percent say at least fifth, sixth, or seventh. So that's that's pretty optimistic for people. Yeah, nine <laughs> was eighth. Nine yeah. percent was eighth. So, so that's good. Hopefully, hopefully it stays. Yeah, exactly. This way or better. <laughs> Definitely. Um, then we put out a second poll. Bedard had 91 points going into the game. And we kind of hummed and hawed. What, what should we put for our options for when is he going to score his 100th point? And I said Winnipeg. That would have been game three. Um, Moose was one. PA was two. Winnipeg's three. And you're like, uh, maybe maybe put, maybe put start with Lethbridge. And then, so then that's game four. Four, five, six. Lethbridge, Medicine at Brandon. And I mean, Brandon was the the winner at thirty nine percent. But I mean, I should have put some more details saying Brandon was the sixth game he's going to play because I think people would have voted further up with maybe the Lethbridge or Medicine Hat game. Well, that's kind of maybe that's, on me. That's why that's why we put the other. Yeah, other there's let a us couple, go. There's a couple of people mentioning Moose Jaw. <laughs> I mean, well, he, he did collect half of the nine points he needed. He collected well, he had, five. He had five. Yeah. So, I mean, PA's in play now. I mean, he can score four <laughs> points against PA here on Friday coming up. I mean, that that's not out of the realm of possibility. He's, uh, he's, he's on a mission, so. Yeah. You see him even in that game. He, as the game went on, he just seemed to be more 
more on a mission in that game. Didn't oh yeah, for sure. Especially after, especially after you took the penalties at the end of the first period, he kind of. You could see, you, you could see he got got. I don't know. I don't know if it's anger or, or what. Just he, just, he, seemed, he seemed more focused towards towards the win and towards scoring some yeah beastly wrist shots. <laughs> yeah, and crashing right. some nets. <laughs> so coming up, you you got PA on Friday in PA. I mean, they're still hanging around. They just uh, they just knocked off Swift Current four uh, one this past weekend. So they're they're still a player, like we said. Could play spoiler, and you never you never yeah. know. Going Until into the road, is always a tough tough yeah. barn to play in, right? And you got Winnipeg here on Saturday. That's going to be super tough, right? You know, we talked <laughs> about tough. before. Super Haven't tough. Haven't beat Winnipeg, <laughs> and then Lethbridge. You know, John mentioned. This this is probably going to be in our our clip after the after wherever I put them in. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to put them in. Kind of forgot to throw to that, but he really liked the game in Lethbridge. You know, it was a tight playoff style um, game. Lethbridge is there. They're they're playing a you know they're not playing a a Winnipeg style game. Obviously, they don't have that skill. They're just there to shut you down, and we've seen that. Like they shut down Bedard but the Pats were able to squeak out a win like that. It was like Lethbridge was like the underdog in that game. And they were like, you know, the not the scrap, but just, they just played to not let the Pats, you know, skill up the game. Right. And so it's, yeah, it, they, I, they, they, they had the last line change. So that's uh, exactly, I was just about to that say gave that gave them, they gave them the, the upper, the, the upper hand matchups. with, with, uh, with the, the coverage of Bedard, which, Gave gave other players a chance to to score and get exactly well, I don't know, yeah. more valuable ice time or whatever. So so yeah no now now with the game being here, Pat can get Bedard away from that Arnston and uh, Paul's pairing, and uh, and maybe he can do some more. I mean not well, obviously he didn't do anything in Lesbridge, so um, he'll have a better opportunity to to put up some points and and help the Pats win a game. So I mean it's gonna be tough. Tough game, uh, weekend here, you know. You know, it'd sure nice to see two wins, Lethbridge and PA, because Winnipeg. I don't want to say it's a guaranteed loss, but it's it's gonna be super tough, isn't it? Yeah, they just can't. They just have no answer to Winnipeg. They haven't had any answer to Winnipeg since they moved to, the, since the ice moved to Winnipeg. So, it'd be nice to get to sneak one out, blow them out, whatever, do something one of these days because they play Winnipeg what, a couple times yet. Yeah, they got them on this weekend, and then uh, March third, they're here. So it'd be nice to get, uh, nice to break the the goose egg. Yeah, one of these times, but definitely, you never know. That's why the old saying is that's why they play the game. Yeah, and then <laughs> a lot of these games upcoming here are at home. Like you go to PA, and then you got three at home, and then you go Brandon, and then you got one, two, three, four, five at home in a row. A couple in Alberta. And then you're back home for a couple, and then Moose Jaw, Saskatoon, and then a PA at home to finish it out. So you know that 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 it's a it's a very home heavy schedule. Yeah, and if, with that if road it's sold heavy out, schedule, maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll help amp them up. It might yeah. it might give them the little push to push them past Winnipeg. Maybe hopefully. Well, you were looking <laughs> at the Saskatoon, the next Saskatoon game. That uh, when is that one? Is that the 19th, March 19th? Yeah, March 19th in Saskatoon. They they were saying. They, they they put out a thing on Facebook that they have ten thousand tickets sold for that game, 
And for the 24th game, has like they said 9,000 tickets sold in yeah, Saskatoon so already. That's over a month away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so maybe they'll have sellouts for those two games in Saskatoon to watch the Pats and Blades play. So. Yeah. And I wonder how many people in Saskatoon would be cheering for the Pats. Eh, maybe <laughs> not as much as Alberta. Well, you but, never know. But it might be a lot of people taking a trek up there because it's it's quite a bit cheaper to play or to pay for tickets in Saskatoon. So that's true. Both, you know, you got a you got a Sunday afternoon on the nineteenth, and you got a Friday night on the twenty fourth. So uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Right? Which is which is interesting. It's going to be interesting these next few yeah. games on the road. Definitely. See what see what the Lethbridge Medicine Hats crowds and Brandon's crowd. I think they. I think I saw somewhere that Brandon's game already for the twenty fourth is sold out. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw that somewhere. I could be wrong, but I think I saw that somewhere. So, well, we seen Lethbridge and Medicine Hat sell last time, so it would be no surprise if they're sold out again on March 10th and 11th. Yeah, exactly. All. But uh, all right, what else do we got here? I guess we move to off ice uh, topics. Um, so the Pats, you know, did some community stuff out and about, or. The big story kind of was Tuesday night, the signing event, people <laughs> lining up at 6 a.m. for a 6 p.m. event, and uh, it's pretty wild. Lots lots of people there to obviously see Bedard and, and the other team members. Um, I mean, obviously there was some, I don't want to say backlash, but I mean, obviously not everybody got in, and it's unfortunate that they can't accommodate that many people, but you got to cut it off at some point, and I hate to be the guy that says, no, this is it, unfortunately, but... They, they laid out the rules ahead of time and said, this is what we're doing and this is what's happening. And they have to abide by that. But like Vallis in that Wednesday practice presser, he said he thinks Connor was here till midnight. Like, I I believe it because, yeah. yeah. He said they some mo- bunch of them left about nine from six. to So they were there six to nine. And then he thinks Bedard was there till midnight. Like he was there six to midnight. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I heard it was. I heard it was there. He was there a long time. I don't know the exact time he yeah. left, but I saw, I saw some word that they figured he signed about thirty five hundred pieces of memorabilia. Jeez, so that's wild. Like, yeah, and one of those team posters that was autographed is on eBay already for like five hundred bucks. If you want to check it out. <laughs> yeah, there was one on Facebook Marketplace, hundred bucks. Wow, I saw. So yeah, I mean people. There's a few bad apples out there just looking to make a profit and oh yeah, but but the, uh, at one point in time they said it was like it was around noon, people were lining up and they were almost to McDonald's part of the McDonald's in the parking yeah. lot there. So that's Eesh. a lot of people like that early, yeah. Like um, I, I don't know then, how else they could have done it. I know, right? It's no matter what they do, it's it's not gonna it's, please everybody. It's, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have issues one way or another. Yeah, some I know. people are going to be happy. Situation. Some people will be super happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they were going to sell signed pictures. I don't know, you know, what the thinking. You know, they tweeted that out. They're going to sell signed pictures. I mean, maybe people that don't want to wait in line, or obviously, you know, all the kids want to, you know, meet them and get a picture, right? That's yeah. that's where it's at, right? Maybe the adults that you know, <laughs> trying to make a buck or whatever, like, can buy a picture <laughs> and resell it, right? Yeah, like, kind of screw those people, but. I mean, it, that's what happens with these kind of players. Um, but that didn't go through. So whatever happened, happened there. But, I mean, that would have been maybe an opportunity to, to please some people that didn't want to wait in line. Or they can buy their daughter or son a picture and say, hey, 
we didn't wait in line we didn't get something but hey here's this we bought we got this yeah. right so exactly. i don't know if they're going to revisit that but i mean that's you know something maybe they should maybe reconsider well they're they announced they're having another signing on the 20th they are having of February, more, yeah. so I don't know how they're going to set that one up. But yeah, if it's going to be different or what, but it's going to be yeah. it's going to be the same demand, right? Like I, yeah. So, um, and and you know, you can only sign so many autographs. Once you sign, once you get to like three thousand autographs or whatever, oh, you're crazy. you're you're going to be like, I'm Your done. I don't want to. Be... I don't want to sign anymore. No, I know. So. No wonder most of those guys' autographs don't even look like names or anything. It just kind of scribbles it's with a number. A exactly. <laughs> right. I, t- I totally get it now because, yeah, yeah it's, that's crazy. Um, but then the next night, they kind of went out and surprised some kids. They went out to the, I think it was the rink on Wascana and, uh, with the uh, Outdoor Hockey League players. And so they showed up, I guess, unannounced to the kids anyways, and they kind of had a cool skate around with them. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, just get some nice nice publicity in there, like the the little ones that are learning to skate and stuff like that, playing yeah. hockey or whatever. That's that's cool. It's very it's yeah. it's nice. Get some uh, positive publicity here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think some other players went out Thursday night as well and did another little uh, practice event or something. They were joined up with one of the team's practices. Some some of the players, not not the whole team, like it was Wednesday night. But yeah, yeah, they're so they're starting to get they're starting to get more into, into the, community, in the community, or they're yeah. actually announcing stuff that they're in the community they're, they've been doing readings and stuff like that but it, i don't know yeah. how much they announce that stuff but it's it's, right. it's neat it's neat to see the, the kids back into the community more like it yeah. used to be back uh, back when i was when i was a young and stuff well, yeah like, I mean, it was all going this. on and then covid shut everything down so it's just slowly yeah. getting back after covid right yeah, yeah they're going to the schools reading doing the reading thing because they did that for years right obviously before the hand um and then i we we mentioned greg mayer looked like he was leaving the Pats and it's been announced that the Riders have, uh, he's off to the Riders. The Riders announced that he's joining them for this upcoming season. And it sounds like, uh, he's going to be gone fairly quick. So the Pats have to find a replacement here before the end of the season. Yeah, that'll be, that's interesting. I, I never thought Greg Mayer would leave. <laughs> I mean, he seemed like he was, he seemed like he was going to be one of the ones that's going to be a staple for, for the long haul, but Hey, cause he just signed, he just re-signed last year for an extension. So that's right. Yeah. He was one of the ones that signed with the, the for an extension. So it's a uh, good for him. Like it's, yeah. it's going from junior hockey to professional football. So it is a step up. I mean, it's a step up. It's a totally different, totally different sport. sport. Yeah, definitely. Different, different style of players, different style of injuries, different, all, everything's different. It's the same, but it's all different. It's 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 interesting. Yeah. It's cool. Good good for him. Congratulations to him. Yeah, obviously it is a step up, obviously, and uh, in now your whole like uh, your work term is the summer instead of the winter. So yeah, exactly. That's a kind of something to think about. No more summer holidays. You got winter holidays instead, but no more ride riding the bus, right? That's, that's true. You know, that's another thing. You, you I'm not gonna say you work less, but it's well you, you go from working with similar style like you know, all the players are they're all 16 to 20 yeah. 21 and yeah. now he's going to be going to a, a sport where you got little skinny small guys to big small just to, to, to small stocky guys to big massive offensive linemen so it's going to be a, a totally different experience for him it's going to be it's all right on oh, good for him i'm i'm happy yeah. for him so yeah, uh, so that's uh, it's going to be a big change there. 
And uh, yeah, you got anything else? I mean, um, isn't tomorrow the Have a Heart Night for pizza? It is Western Pizza. Yeah. So Monday night. Hey, if you listen to this before Monday, remember Western Pizza's got the the pats at various locations. If you order pizza between, I think it's six and eight. Yeah, free plug, so. free plug here. If you listen, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you'll have you'll have a pat or two, maybe helping deliver pizza, maybe taking your orders, or maybe Serving. being server at uh, Western Pizza. So hey, it's good for a good cause. Yeah, definitely. It's first time in three years again. Yeah, it's, all the stuff's coming back. Finally, everything's coming back. <laughs> oh, and then one other thing, I think uh, they're gonna be. Sh- announcing the or they've announced you know the cancer awareness night which is saturday coming up here and they kind of tease some jerseys i think those will be coming out obviously before the game this week see uh see these jerseys coming out so that'll be kind of cool another auction so kind of another another bedard kind of jersey watch see what see what this one goes for <laughs> yeah never I totally forgot about that <laughs> yeah and then there'll be another one too later in the season this the superstore one and then uh the design, the kids design a jersey, and then there'll be those warm up, the orange warm up ones for uh, every child matters. Those are going to be auctioned off as well. It's going to be lots of lots of auctions over the next yeah. few games here. A lot so coming up, so keep get out the those. get the pocketbook out, <laughs> get the credit card, yeah, get the credit card out. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? So, anyways, I think it's about time to wrap it up. You've got nothing else. That's good. To, good on my end. Okay, yeah, definitely. So a couple of games at home this weekend. So it'll be nice to see back in the full barn again. So that'll be awesome. So we'll see you at the rink this weekend. Have a good one. Take her easy.